Welcome to the Two Roads Travelled podcast, talking all things alcohol. Whether you're an individual affected by someone's drinking or someone working with them, welcome. This show is dedicated to raising awareness about the impact of alcohol misuse on families, educating everyone about alcohol addiction, discussing news and views to change perceptions and judgments, as well as changing and influencing social norms. Joe and Paula will be bringing the conversation outside of the confines of family homes and into society. There are no discussions that are off the table and the conversations will push the limits and encourage others to do so too. This podcast is here to support those affected by a loved one's alcohol misuse at whatever level and to have permission to have a bad day as much as a good one, to feel their feelings whatever they are, to check in with yourself Be mindful of where you're at and find a way forward. Joe and Paula know that having somewhere that provides information, inspiration and community is a key to knowing what to do next for you and your loved ones because they've been there. Welcome. Welcome. We're two sisters who have experienced living with and being affected by alcohol, and we have different ways of dealing with life and the complications it threw at us. Being at polar ends of our coping strategies, after many years we've come to the same agreement. Alcohol needs to be discussed and put out there because it damages and it kills. We chose Two Rose Travel to identify the different paths that family members can take when they're being affected. You are unique and your journey is your own, but we want to share our past so you can find yours. Some of what follows might sound disturbing, some of you will relate or have your own version. What we want to do is open up the conversation and and one of the best ways we know how is to share our experience, which are two different paths from one household, and then interview others who can help. We want to share fully and as much as possible. So you listening can understand that one person's journey is different to another, that your journey is uniquely yours, and that there is likely some help for you if you want it or need it. Hi, it's Jo. It makes sense for us to share some of our story with you, so here's mine. Our dad's drinking started when I was around six years old. My father was a man that was very proud. Being ex-military, he was very strict, methodical and had high expectations, something I've inherited. Living in a house with him and his drinking was by far the most difficult thing I've had to endure in my life. As his daughter, I really struggled in my life. I felt that he never really accepted me as I was, constantly saying to me, when are you going to change? He couldn't accept me as the person I was always wanting me to be a different person, be and do better. Hearing that negative comment after years took its toll. I just felt like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't clever enough, nice enough, I didn't do enough or care enough. Often as a child I had so many questions but no answers. In a home of alcoholism, the drinker isn't always able to parent, let alone give any answers or care. Personally, for me, my mum also wasn't able to give me answers. I was just told to stop asking questions and do as I was told. When I showed my emotions, I was told to stop crying. Don't be ridiculous. What are you getting angry for? 
How I felt or what I wanted didn't seem important to anyone. My dad was too busy doing what he needed to do, drinking. Mum was busy running the house and looking after us and the foreign students that stayed with us. It can be a very confusing environment. I experienced mental and physical abuse. Inappropriate situations seemed to arise far too frequently and I felt extremely lonely and disconnected. I felt like no one understood or really got me. Dad's drinking escalated over the years. He kicked me out at the age of 16 and he lost his son when I was around 17. He never sought help through AA meetings and by the time I was nearly 21, his addiction took his life. At that point in my life, I was struggling with my own friendships and relationships. It was soon after his death that I decided I needed some help. I started going to therapy to talk about my issues with my friendships. I was upsetting people with my careless words, saying things that caused upset and I wanted to fix it. I'd inherited my dad's perfectionism, his opinionated nature, and it was damaging my life. I couldn't be vulnerable and express my feelings because doing that as a child wasn't acceptable. I learned so much about my home life, the behaviours I'd taken on and how it was affecting my adult life. So I continued with therapy on and off for over 20 years. What I've learned is that you can get better you can learn the things you may not have been taught or experienced as a child. I discovered that my life was far from over. It was just beginning. I was experiencing a new way of living, one without so much drama, but with respect, understanding and compassion. The therapy, self-help books, events and training I've done over the past two decades has provided me with a new perspective, a happier and more fulfilling life. And this is what I want for the people I work with, for you as listeners. This is hope. And your life doesn't have to be dictated to by your past. You have the power to transform it. You just need the determination, will and desire to get it. Hi, it's Paula. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Um, I hated that man for as long as I can remember as a child and even more as an adult. It's only been in the last couple of years that I've had to let go of my resentment towards him and find some kind of understanding and forgiveness for his behaviour to be able to move on. It's been an uplifting experience that has let me take back my power and regain a feeling of calmness and no longer be afraid. I did for a long time, I did long for a long time that I would have that perfect father that would hug you without feeling you up, one that praised you for doing well, accepted you for being his daughter, but I had none of that. I was a fat child, so there was, so there was plenty of put-downs. I could never achieve his standards, so never felt good enough. I remember my mum and him arguing, and my sister and I sitting at the top of the stairs listening, as we often did. Mum was only asking if, if I could go to the school disco. It went on for hours. I just wanted to go down there and punch him in the face for the way he was speaking to my mum, but I was too afraid. I often remember him asking if I had any money, and I used to give it to him because he'd asked... It was my pocket money. He was obviously short of, of cash for his alcohol. 
Living with his addiction was just normal, but I knew deep down inside life wasn't quite right. I mean, having to talk to people who weren't there isn't normal, when he was hallucinating. He would sit in his car for hours listening to music and drinking. He would never join us as a family member. Now I know that was him in his isolating stage. At the age of 17, I got myself out of the family home. He had threatened me with his air rifle. I packed up my stuff and moved into staff accommodation where I worked. He had kept me confined for too long, not being allowed out at the weekends and evenings to meet friends. Now it's time for me to fly and be free. This is where the fun began. No limitations, no boundaries, only the freedom to explore all that was forbidden, sex, drugs and alcohol. When he died, there was a relief of sadness. I remember a friend saying, but you hated him. But I was still upset. He was the only dad I'd known. I stepped up and I took care of my mum and my sisters and moved back home. I'm still baffled as to why I took the same path as him. I've tried to make some sense of it. The only similarities are trauma. His by losing his two sons. Mine being, mine being childhood trauma, abuse, a broken marriage, being a single parent with one of my children being autistic. I grew up believing tears were weakness. I wasn't worthy. The only way to get through life was to toughen up, carry on and not knowing how to ask for help as I thought people would think I was stupid. Keeping so many secrets, hurt and sadness inside me brought on some severe depression and anxiety for myself. So I started self-medicating with alcohol. I heard that some mums saying in the playground, having a glass of wine when the kids went to bed. Mm, I thought that would be a good idea. Over two years, I'd progressed from a glass of wine a night to a litre of vodka a day. I had had two community detoxes, was turning yellow from liver problems, started losing my mind and purpose in life. Death was more appealing than life. I asked to be locked away. I went to a res residential rehab for three months and I've not had a drink since the 2nd of November 2016. My life is wonderful. I have never been so happy and content with myself. I work to help others in addiction. I am part of AA. I do service and give back to the people who have helped me. I've had the best support with my family and friends who never gave up on me. For that, I will be forever and truly grateful. Whatever a person's experience, whether that's yours or someone you work with, if it's coming up in the present, it's unresolved and will continue to rear its head until it's been dealt with. Society needs to have a much better understanding of alcohol misuse and how it affects families and the wider community. Families want peace and need the right support to help them get it. Drinkers need to feel heard, supported and valued. Most, if not at all, some kind of traumatic event in the past is why they've chosen to drink. It's how they cope with their life. Let's find some compassion and help change perceptions and judgments so they don't feel any more isolated than they do. We're here to help people on a journey, to educate and inspire so that those affected feel connected and no longer alone. And those on the sidelines and in the wider community feel more empowered to make a difference in a way that works for the individual, 
without judgment or agenda. We'd like to thank you for listening to our personal stories and introduction to the podcast and who we are. Having a place that can start up and continue conversations around this very complex issue is well overdue. Let us all be part of helping ourselves and each other. Together we are stronger than we will ever be alone. We'd just like to finish off today with a passage that we found. There's a phrase, the elephant in the living room, which purports to describe what it's like to live with a drug addict, an alcoholic, an abuser. People outside such relationships will sometimes ask, How could you let such business go on for so many years? Didn't you see the elephant in the living room? And it's so hard for anyone living in a normal situation to understand the answer that comes closest to the truth. I'm sorry, but it was there when I moved in. I didn't know it was an elephant. I thought it was part of the furniture. There comes an aha moment for some folks, the lucky ones, when they suddenly recognise the difference. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and showing your support. We hope we've given you food for thought and to know there's always someone else that experienced similar things to you. You aren't alone. In next week's episode, we'll be talking to Harry and Paul. Harry is a recovering alcoholic and Paul is a social drinker. Two very different views on alcohol. It'll be interesting to understand how Paul uses alcohol in his life and how Harry has seen the tragic effects it can have if used in the wrong way. If you have a specific topic you'd like us to discuss, then get in touch by emailing joe at joehuey.co.uk. If you feel you'd like some ongoing support from others affected by someone's drinking, whether that's now or in the past, join the Change Your Mind Facebook group that we run. Details of the show, social media links and useful resources, including our group, can be found in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share with anyone that you think will benefit. Until next time. Stay Stay safe, keep keep well and breathe. breathe.